0: Chapter 2 The fact that I get to hook up with my lovely friends is the icing on the cake for me. Again, I'm not sure that Harry feels the same way. My husband isn't overly fond of my friends. He says that I change when I'm with them. I think, half of the time, he doesn't like it when he's not the centre of attention. And you know what it's like when old friends get together. Ella, Flick and I all went to university together in Liverpool over ten years ago, and as such go way back. We're more like sisters than friends, and are inseparable. I feel as if we grew up together. Those formative years shaped us into the women we are today. Ella Hawley, Felicity Edwards, and Grace Taylor. I smiled to myself. We were quite the girls back then, a force to be reckoned with. Mainly due to Flick, I have to say. She was the one who dragged us kicking and screaming into the thick of student life. I'm sure Ella and I would have stayed at home in our skanky rooms every night, studying, if it hadn't been for Flick. Ella's the arty, thoughtful one. Flick is the fabulously pretty, fickle one. I, for my sins, am the steady and sensible one. Though we're ten years older now and supposedly wiser, our roles haven't changed that much. We all took different courses at university, but found ourselves in the same halls. We hooked up at one of the events in Freshers' Week, I can't even remember what now, and have been together through thick and thin ever since. After that first roller coaster year when we struggled to get our studying to keep pace with our partying, we escaped halls and moved as a team into a totally hideous flat at the top of a drafty Victorian house in one of Liverpool's less salubrious areas. I only have to think for a minute how awful it was and it makes me shudder. The carpet had that terrible stickiness of a backstreet pub and... As we were on the top floor, the windows had never been cleaned. They still hadn't when we left two years later. Learning how to exterminate cockroaches, mice and silverfish together is always going to be a lifelong bonding experience. Though it always seemed to be me with rubber gloves and dustpan who had the job of clearing up the resulting corpses. Not only did we share the same hideous flat, but we also worked in the same hideous bar, Honkers. I don't have to say any more, do I? There's a fantastic, sophisticated nightclub scene in Liverpool. Honkers wasn't part of it. We used to run a sweepstake between the three of us, five pounds at the end of the night to the person who got the most gropes. One point for a bottom grope, two points for a boob grope. Flick had the dubious honour of winning most nights. We put up with the groping, largely without complaint, simply to earn some extra cash to supplement our drinking. Sorry, our studies. If someone got a feel of your tits, they tended to give bigger tips. Oh, happy days. Our shared horror only helped to make our little team stronger than ever. Even though we had no money and lived in a flea pit, they were good times. We had fun together, mostly. But there were heartaches too, and we vowed then that nothing would ever come between us. Not men, not fame, not fortune. It's fair to say that it's just the men that have troubled us thus far, Harry doesn't like it when we spend hours reminiscing about a life and a time that he wasn't involved with. I'll admit that when we get started on the good old days, we do get a bit carried away with ourselves. Once we get going, we can talk for hours. You can't help but do that with good friends, can you? It's not as if we have huge reunions every five minutes. We all have busy lives, and often only manage to get together every couple of months for a catch-up. We normally go out for a glass of wine and a pizza, nothing more exciting than that. We haven't had a girls' holiday together since we all went to Prague on my hen weekend over seven years ago now. So, as reluctant as he is, I'm sure that Harry can't begrudge me a week with my friends. I'm dying of thirst, Harry says sullenly. My heart sinks. What he means is he needs alcohol. I think this interminable car journey is the longest I've seen him go without a drink lately. I don't quite know what's going on. But recently there have been far too many late nights at work, too much restorative red wine. When he does eventually come home, I can't prize him away from his iPad or his mobile phone. It seems as if he'd rather spend time doing who-knows-what on Twitter than be with me. It pains me to say that I can't remember the last time we had a conversation that wasn't in raised voices. We've been married for seven years, but I can't see us making another seven at this rate. It's not so much the seven-year itch as the seven-year slump. The last few months in particular have been just awful, and as a couple, we're as far apart as we've ever been.